welcome to another episode of the How to Start a Startup podcast by Hyper. Today, we have an interview that our director, Sam Cust, did with Ash Brown from Empira and his journey to raising $673,000 in capital after completing the Hyper program. There are a ton of super practical takeaways here and they cover a range of topics, including what Empira does, when Ash felt like the product was in a place to warrant going out to get capital, advice around the process of raising capital, the transition from going to no capital to raising capital, and what he spent too much time on in the beginning of the process. So with that, let's get into the episode. Everyone who's joining our catch-up today, yeah. uh, my name is Sam Custs. I'm one of the directors here at Hyper, and we have Ash Brown, uh, the CEO and founder of yeah. Empira, which is super exciting to have you on, uh, on today. still sounds funny. <laughs> uh, today's catch-up, uh, some of you would well know from uh, the advertisement, is about how Ash has come on this journey uh, to raise as close to around $700,000 for his startup, Empira, a pre-minimum viable product, uh, which is a super achievement off the back of our Hyper Accelerate program. Ash and I were just having a conversation before and we're saying today's catch-up is not about uh, trying to sit here and talk about how good the product is and whatnot, but it's really about trying to give back and, and help other emerging founders on that journey, yep. um, going through from their idea stage to getting funding and to launch into the market as safely and successfully as possible. Um, now, we're going to kick off today um, asking Ash, though, to talk a little bit about his journey today, uh, yep. tell us a bit about Empira and yep. how it came about, uh, and then we'll go through from there and um, kick off. Yeah, beautiful. Well, probably I'll start, you know, I started sweeping floors at Harvey. No, I won't go far, <laughs> go that far back. No, um, yeah, Empira is basically is a short version of really a simple-to-use strategy platform. Um, I've worked in at a C-level, you know, national sales, maybe head of sales, GM, that type of stuff, in really, really, really good businesses and um they had the same problem in every business and it was literally that uh, we talk strategy, we all wanted to do strategy, um, but we never really executed it and it wasn't wasn't really the fault of the business. It was more of this, it just wasn't in the coalface and yeah. things changed in the world in the last sort of 10 years where the accessibility of SaaS products like Salesforce, Xero, um, Zoho, Safety Culture, these really helped form um, where uh, what's that? form products that we knew used to need to get a consultant into your business to actually yeah. use. Um, and I was really early adopter in sort of the CRM technology and um, we a couple of products. And the more I kept running into the, the businesses, and I was in one business for 10 years and it was fantastic. And I went to another one, which was a hell of a smaller, um, to sort of get that startup club. That's how we met. And... Um, and then went to another one, which is sort of a medium one, and it was the same problem everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like we all wanted to do strategy, but we got a PowerPoint presentation or Excel spreadsheet, or we were giving we were given these unbelievably long MBA like words and jargon, and you sit there and go, "It's not how people yeah. talk, and it's not people how you know, it's not a competition to see who can use the biggest words." So I'm like, you know, let's go out and build a product that actually helps the every man and yeah. woman to actually 
create a strategy and yeah. design a strategy for themselves and engage your team. Yeah, and that's probably the biggest thing, Ash, when you first contacted me um, around this idea is knowing you, um, luckily enough, before that, is you had a real deep passion to help and solve yeah. that problem. And I think that that, you know, leading into when we talk about the investor side uh, really rings true um, throughout that, you know, continual dialogue of what you are trying to achieve here from that help of that journey and especially solve that problem that all SMEs and, and medium and even corporates fail yeah. in terms of executing strategy uh, on a daily basis. So just in a, a quick nutshell, you know, what is the product and, and kind of where are you at now with it as well before we kick off into understanding your journey from there? So the product is what's called Impera. It's a, it's a strategy SaaS. Um, basically, it's built out in a way where you can design your own strategy, yeah. roll it out and engage and collaborate within your teams. Mm-hmm. It gives different levels of your business, yeah. different levels of visibility. And what I mean by that is if you're an owner of a business, you can actually see how your business is executing your strategy. And if you're at the sort of the, I hate to use the term, bottom of the org chart, which is tar- terrible, but if you're at the base and executing your objectives, you're also showing the people that are above, mm. hey, I'm, I'm successful, I'm doing quite well here, I'm yeah. actually, so it, and I'm contributing to the team's success. Mm-hmm. And it's really about just, co- it's a collaboration tool yeah. at its heart. Um, the best sporting teams, we're both sporting nuts. Yeah. The best sporting teams play off the same playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst sporting teams, they've got no idea. Mm-hmm. The backs don't know what the forwards are doing. Um, the midfield's kicking God knows where um, because it's all mm-hmm. everyone's going into business for themselves. But if you want to be Hawthorne in the 2000s or, you know, Brisbane Lions in the 2000s, uh, they all, everyone was a star in their role. So we want to create stars in their roles within businesses. Yeah, wonderful. No, that's great. Uh, and give the SMEs the opportunity, you know, I said to you before, what's the diff, why can't um, uh, the shop around the corner mm. have the same opportunity that, that a larger corporation can yeah. with their strategy? Yeah, Wonderful. And I guess when did you feel that you had that light bulb moment where you felt confident enough to say, I've put together this package of what I know Empire is, where our business is going, that you're like, great, I'm going to go start and actually talk to potential investors? Uh, about three minutes now. <laughs> um, no, in all honesty, uh, I, I called you. Yeah. I actually go back one step. I was working with a mentor of mine, a great man of mine, Bruce Foraker, and we were working together and trying to like this is after I left and mm. we're working on trying to get me to be a, a business strategist yeah. um, and a sales strategist. And, and it was good, but the problem was it was starting to become a really flooded market, number one. And number two, I was a product and how do I duplicate myself, yeah. which anyone who knows me, you don't want to clone me. So, <laughs> so, you, you, um, so how do I do that? And I was just sitting there, I couldn't, couldn't unlock it. And then it was actually Canva when Canva, mm. uh, it was two, three years ago, and they got this, I didn't even know what Canva was, mm-hmm. but I saw what they did to design and how they really changed design from being, you know, you had to go do four years of and then learn how to use Adobe and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hang on a minute, this actually sort of makes sense. And then I rang you and said, yeah. hey, Sam, I've got this, this bonkers idea and you've started with, with Hyper, I think, not long mm-hmm. before that mm-hmm. and said, hey, um, what, what do you reckon? And I sat down and we started plotting out the the – the, the map of yeah. where we're going to go. So, yeah, yeah that, that was sort of the how that sort of mm. came about. Yeah, I guess it was taking that idea and thinking how can we actually scale it out um, and that's why that SaaS platform obviously came into fruition, which is wonderful. So taking aside the product and, and what most are here today to really kind of understand is 
that journey that you went on from an investment point of view, yeah. um, if I kick that off uh, to begin with without as little as profanities as possible, but I guess what's the emotional roller coaster been since finishing our program and, and having the tools and assets in order to actually go and secure that funding to allow you to, to go close to launching? Yeah, I won't throw up too many F-bombs. <laughs> um, uh, it is an absolute roller coaster. Yeah. Um, I did 20 years of sales, obviously, before mm-hmm. I started this. And it... I thought I was good at sales and I thought, oh, yeah, I've got this, this is easy, let's go talk to people. It is so hard to talk to people about um, angel investors in in particular, talk to them about something that you're extraordinarily passionate about Mm -hmm. without getting lost in that passion. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you get lost in that passion, what will happen is it will take you on different pathways. Mm -hmm. And so what will happen is you'll have a conversation, and there's one in particular I had that was all over the shop. Mm -hmm. I was talking about how I wanted to be a CRM and this and I wanted to do this. And you sit there and you go, and in hindsight, you go, what in God's name have you, you actually jumped in and saved it, thank God. But um, but that that was a light bulb moment for me where I was like, hang on a minute, you've got to actually get your storytelling right, get succinct, understand what the product is. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to understand what your product is at a very early stage. Mm -hmm. Because you sort of at that point, after sort of working with yourselves, you've got a pitch deck and a, and a prototype. Yeah. You've got a rough idea what the product is. Mm. Um, but that does evolve from being on that pitch deck to sort of development, which yeah. is, you know, we're, we're launching in the next couple of months. Um, but when you don't have that, then it's very, it's, it's not siloed. Yeah, for sure. And when it's not siloed, you get a bit of creative freedom and you start just mm-hmm. blurring out every idea you've ever had. Yeah. And investors don't want to hear yeah. every idea that you've ever had. They want to hear, well, why are we going to give you X? Yeah. And it's a really interesting point you make. And I think it's like any environment, but especially early on when, you know, you are going and speaking to people for the first time, yep. no matter what level of investor they are, whether it's a venture capital, angel investor, your friends and family or, or ex-work colleagues or whoever that may be. Um, but, you know, that element of vulnerability um, to put yourself out there, I guess, you know, was there any kind of advice that you would give in terms of, you know, you learn from bad pictures, yeah. you've learned from good pictures, but I'm sure those bad pictures made those good pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, sometimes I sit there and go, Jesus, what a joke I was. Yeah. Um, and that was like two years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, the two, I've said this to you and I've yeah. said it to a few people, the two superpowers that you have mm. in, as a founder mm. of any business is vulnerability and curiosity. Mm. Um, tap into your vulnerable side and actually admit to your investor, I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, don't walk up and say, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you give me 10 grand? Yeah, yeah. But it's like I've got a skill set, I've got a passion towards mm-hmm. this. I don't have a skill set here, here, here mm-hmm. and here. But what I, I'm smart enough to realise mm-hmm that if I ask the right people, curiosity, um, that I can actually engage in a part of the problem and bring them along the journey. Yeah. And what I think a lot of people get lost in is they go, oh, money, 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 yeah. money, money. It's all about money. It, it's actually not. Mm-hmm. Um, high net worth people or people who want to invest, yes, the money's there. There's no doubt there. But if you want money, just go get it. You don't want money, go apply for credit cards. Yeah. And just pay 20% right yeah. on it. Go get 100 grand with credit cards and start your business. But if you actually want people can actually mm. go out there, I'm not saying do that. <laughs> um, but if you want to actually have people give you more than money, yeah. expertise, advocacy, mm-hmm. um, shoulders to cry on, yeah. people that actually yeah. can really engage you on, mm. on a level that's far beyond money, yeah. you've got to break down that walls and actually admit the things that you're not yeah. good at. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, I'm not great at detail. I'm not great at this. I'm not great at that. Yeah. 
but I've got people around me now yeah. that are extraordinarily at that. Yeah. It, it just extraordinarily good at that. So touching on that, Ash, which is super interesting, is Ash being a, a solo founder beginning his journey. So in those very early days when you um, were looking to raise your first pre-seed amount, not only, as you said, looking for um, you know, cash on capital to bring into the business, but was there something else that you, you looked for in people and did you actually provide them with an opportunity to be a part of more than just providing capital that yeah. really helped you in that early stage? Yeah, um, one of the things that I learned, the power of no. Yeah. Um, just because someone's got money doesn't mean you should mm-hmm. just take it. Yeah. Um, mafia makes a lot of money. By letting people money at high interest rates, you don't take that money. Yeah. Um, but what I learned was that is this person someone that I actually want involved in the business long term? Um, because you've always got to sit there and think about it long term. So I sat there and I really thought about, okay, what do I need? I need someone who's got strong financial sense. Mm-hmm. Got one of those. You'll need someone who's got strong, um, uh, understands who's A, done it before, but also knows com- um, the customer experience. Mm-hmm. Got one of those. He, he, Got someone that's, that complements my skill sets. Yeah. So once again, you've got to sort of look back at it and you've got to look at the sort of lay of the land. And once again, sporting term, yeah. um, if you're looking at a basketball team, if you've got a team full of guards, mm-hmm. you're never going to get a rebound yeah. and you, you score against. But if you've got a team full of centres, yeah. you, you, so how do you get that balance? Yeah. Um, I think straight away I really believe that you, you, when you start clicking with the people mm-hmm. and actually understanding it and they're ringing you and asking you, questions yeah that's what that's what you want yeah but it's really hard it's this is not an easy thing and people sit there and go, oh I have to do it Look, obviously this is what we're doing but yeah. don't think it's a layup yeah um don't think it's just easy to turn around mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. but it's, yeah. this is a grind yeah for sure so in saying that with that early days what you know i'm understanding i know that there was a, a method to your madness yeah you know a lot of people um think great i've got an idea i'm just going to shoot out as many pitch decks and, and just try and tap yeah. into the wind. Yeah. What you're looking at there is actually identifying behind this capital a people and yeah. these people can actually go on a journey and be involved. So how did you kind of, I guess, go through to identify who those people were um, yeah. and go through that pathway? Um, I actually used someone like yourself, to yeah. be honest. Um, you had a really deep network as and I had other networks as well, but you were actually able to open up some networks. For, this is not a not blow on smoke, but it's yeah. legitimately that actually helps. Um, that was probably the, the biggest thing, and to sit down and, and identify the people that you actually want involved. Mm-hmm. Um, now, not everyone wants to. There's, we've got investors that literally I, I can barely get on the phone, and there's yeah. nothing against them. Yeah. They want to just pay the money. They see a good investment. They're off to they're, they're fine. Yeah. They will get they'll get their return in five years mm. and they'll be happy. But then there's others that really want to roll the sleeves up. Yeah. Um there's two in particular, one in particular, especially early rounds, he, he's been fair. I'm not going to drop names just in case, but, yeah. but he he knows who he is and um, he's been absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um just rolls the sleeves up whenever I need him, and he's also my level head in yeah. a lot of regards. How you find them is just it sounds ridiculous, but they've just got to be attracted to your passion and they've got to yeah. be able to that. Yeah. Um, and they've got to identify with the problem. Yeah. And that's the key. They've mm-hmm. got to identify with what are you trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if they can identify and they can go, actually, yeah, I've, I've had dealt with that. Yeah. Actually, I'd like to be part of that solution. Yeah. And that's where you've got to sort of tell that story. Hey, yeah. You know, 
this is the problem. They yeah. sort this out together. Yeah, and that's a super powerful um, thing that you mentioned. I know from you know my reading experience, uh, I can't remember the exact person, but you know, just understanding that as a founder, you have to be in love with the problem, yeah. not in love with the solution. And I think that that, and, and I know for you, Ash, as well, and many other passionate founders, when you're in love with the problem, it is really infectious to those around you mm. that want to solve that problem with you as well. Oh, I, I, it's the reason why we get up in the morning. It's the reason yeah. why we're doing what we're doing. It's the reason why we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars into the product. It's, yeah. it's not because we, we, we're sitting there in love with the result. That's yeah. ridiculous. That, that will come. We're in love with sol- solving the problem because yeah. we solved the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that's greater than anything you could possibly do. Yeah. Missionaries versus mercenaries. Yeah. Yeah. Find yourself missionaries. Yeah. Find yourself because the mercenary, and this is why we knocked a couple back mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. You've got to be truthful. You can't sit there to an investor and turn around and go, hey, yeah, um, can I 50 grand? You have no worries. Whatever uh, mm-hmm. And turn around and say, oh, by the way, we'll give you dividends within 12 months. Yeah. Because you're lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that person, you, all you're doing is just offsetting anger. Yeah. Where if you actually say, look, you want to come on the journey, that missionary thing is super, super, super important. Yeah. And going back to, I guess, storytelling as well, you know, one of the questions that was asked um, from the audience prior to this chat was, you know, how were you able to to raise this significant amount with actually not having a product um, but actually selling a vision of where you are going as well and um, where you want the product to go? I think the passion. Yeah. And having, once I figured out what the actual, once I got my story to think. Yeah. Um, that was a huge thing because mm-hmm. right? when you're sitting there and you're all over the shop, no one's the best. Yeah. I've watched enough dragons to the shark yeah. state that doesn't set that. Um, but I, I think once you get that story down pat and you, and you sell that passion mm-hmm. of what you're trying to do, and it's not a fake passion, yeah. you've got to want to do this. You, mm-hmm. If you're just doing it to to get you know a headline on the AFR yeah. or whatever like that and you just want to sit there and have founder on your yeah. on your LinkedIn. Yeah. Don't bother man. I mean yeah. honestly yeah. don't don't bother. This 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 is a purpose driven industry. Um and any business should be purpose driven. Yeah. So find that purpose and 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 then bring the people and you'll find those people will come along. Yeah. For the ride. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And understanding as well from your position of when you were going, you know, for those initial investors as well, you know, I started to see a pattern of, of a web almost forming. So, you know, a lot of your investors in the early days actually came from other investors who invested in their time their friends as well and it kind of started to, to open up there. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, keen to hear a bit about, you know, how that evolved as well. Yep. So a lot of our investors, especially like um, I would say the last round, so we've done two rounds. The first round yep. was pre-seed. Those guys and girls were awesome because they that was literally just a pitch deck and, yeah. and me grinding it out and having a thousand. And believing in you. Yeah, and it's in the middle of COVID, so you're yeah. not really doing proper meetings. And, yeah. Um, so the fact that we were able to raise, I think, 110 grand in that regard, and literally we had a prototype which the hyper built and a pitch deck which yeah. changed about 800 times. Um, and they bought into what I was, I was um, trying to just, Solve, but then the next round, there was actually good because what what happened is there was there was actually investors from the first round that actually brought people on, mm-hmm. but then there was also people that you I spoke to initially in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like, eh. and, and by the way, I completely agree. Yeah, because some people, this is one thing that a lot of founders are going to understand. Don't look at it from your point of view. Look at it from two sides of the coin. 
would you invest in you? And yeah. everyone goes, oh, of course it would. Well, yeah. No, that's a lie. Yeah. Uh, do you know, would you invest in that same person mm-hmm. if they had the same problem? And like, oh, well, actually, I'll wait for the next round and see what other yeah. people. Because there is a web effect or a FOMO effect. Yeah. Um, so what happened was we did actually get quite a bit of investment, which is probably, two, probably our third of investment, if not more, from the one particular investor in particular whose spiderweb grew. Introduced it, yeah. And it's like, man, you, and then this is what I was talking about getting advocates for yeah. business, getting the right people who've got the passion because they'll advocate for you. Yeah. Because I've got three investors in the last round I've never met. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> never, never met. Yeah. Spoke to on email and, yeah. and various other things. They trust you through that initial investor. Yeah. Who obviously wanted to bring them on board. So find find an advocate. Mm-hmm. Find find advocates for you. Yeah. And for the problem. Yeah. And that's not that's not easy. You can't just go advocates are us. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like advocates just come for you. Yeah. But you just you've got to find the right thing and just go back to the authenticity of being yeah. vulnerable and being able to to um uh to sort of really be curious about the problem. Yeah. Now before we touch on the the VC element, which we'll we'll go through um in a moment, what I wanted to to chat about as well is. Some advice around the process of raising investment. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, there is an element of ease that came um, with it for you due to the fact that you have a, a sales background. Yeah. So in the element of pipelining. Um, but I guess, you know, what advice would you give to someone who, I guess, you know, has just finished up, say, our Accelerate program or was just at the very beginning of um, going through that investment journey in the early stage yeah. to actually go through some, you know, maybe some methodical steps in order to, to raise that initial round? The, the the great poet jo- Joel Embiid once said, "Trust the process." Yeah. Uh, you've got to have a process. Yeah. Um, I saw actually Cake recently did a, a webinar on it mm-hmm. about having a process and setting up spreadsheets or CRM. Yeah. You've got to treat this uh, as serious as possible. Mm-hmm. Once again, be on both sides of the coin. Yeah. If you're asking someone for ten, fifteen, twenty, fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um, you've you've got to get to a lot of people to get yeah. to that point. So you've got to have a process. So you've got to identify people that uh, and there's plenty of resources through Airtree, mm-hmm. angels and uh, angels and startups. There's heaps of startup Victoria startup who's like, wow, go go into their databases and actually find these people. Yeah. Um, and, and see what they've done, mm-hmm. see what they've invested in. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's, a, it's a really important thing, especially, like, I'm saying from a person that doesn't have a network. Yeah. Right? So you're, you know, dual blob and you're working and you, you're just trying to launch a business. Yeah. And you don't know Arthur from Martha. Mm-hmm. Go through and spend the time, mm-hmm. do the work. Yeah. Treat it with the respect that it's deserved. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't... Not, don't, I shouldn't say a lot of people. What people don't realise is that there's a certain level of um, uh, respect you've got to give to yeah. this thing. People aren't just going to cut you checks for $10,000, yeah. $20,000. Um, that's not, you know, uh, someone looked at one and said, can I have 20 grand? I'm yeah. Like, Go away. Yeah. Um, I barely do Halloween trick or treat. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, so you, you need to retreat that respect. So what you're going to do is sit down, plan out yeah. what what you want to do, who you want to speak to, how much you want to raise, what yeah. you actually need the money for. Yeah. You want to raise 100 grand. Okay, what are you using that 100 grand for? Yeah. Guess what? You get asked that question. You want 100 grand. Okay, what are you using that for? And it could be just things like establishment costs. I want to be able to invest in, in accelerator programs. I want to invest in a little bit of marketing. I want to um, do some um, R&D work on, on the product before we actually go into the next round to pay for it. Because not everyone's got the money to go and spend $400,000 mm-hmm. on a bill. Mm-hmm. Um so 
yeah, really build out a pipe. There's pipe drive, there's Zoho, there's HubSpot, there's so many different yeah. CRMs out there. And Excel spreadsheet. Oh, Excel, Google Docs, yeah. like these are yeah. all these resources and they've all got freemiums. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really, yeah, that's, that's what I'd be. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. I've read a, a really good analogy. Um, I think it was uh, the Cake guys. Um, shout out to, to Jason and the team. But essentially, you know, that strategy when you are talking with investors, it's it's not a dot process, it's a line. You know, you're taking them on a journey yeah. and people decide to hop on at the very beginning and yep. some decide to go on in time. But just because they don't get on at, at you know, the point that the station here, no. they may still here. So you want to take them on that journey throughout that evolution. Well, we we, have, we had some that I spoke to at the start yeah. and wanted to see how it went. Yeah. And, and they knew that they weren't going to get the same value mm. of thing, you know, but they they were not risk adverse, but they wanted to just to see if I had to stay. Yeah. And one that's actually something that one of the investors who's now director of Imperial, he said, he goes, I invested in you mm. because I knew that you had mm. the ability to um to persevere mm-hmm. when the times got really tough. Yeah, that's wonderful. Because that's that's and and how you do that is just through your storytelling, through your passion, through your authenticity. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there doing this, honestly, because you read the cams were 55 billion. Yeah. Um, I think I used the analogy yesterday. That's like an actor going on uh, trying to get a gig on neighbours and wanting to be Brad Pitt. Yeah. There's only a couple of Brad Pitts. There's yeah. only a couple of Angelina Jollies. There's only a couple of... You can make a really good career. Yeah. But and you can build a really good product. But don't sit there and worry about the end results. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a unicorn or I'm going to be worth billions. <laughs> Focus on this. And yeah. to be honest, I'm only just got to the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? We haven't even launched yet. Yeah. But we've got to the line. Yeah. And that was, and that's a winner itself. Yeah. No, exactly. And um, Ash, I think that's, you know, a wonderful way to obviously put it is that, yeah, don't get distracted by the headlights and the media and, and what's out there because I can tell you every single one of those amazing founders going to have that success has been more obsessed about solving the problem and focusing on that and yeah. building out great team and great people and the rest is a, a follow-on effect of what's come from that. Yeah, you have to. You have to well, go back to the problem. Go back to the problem yeah. and focus on the problem Yeah. Um, and how you're going to fix it and what's your solution and why your solution is different to the solutions that are yeah. currently out there. And by the way, you can come up with a product that's already out there. Yeah. That's not a problem. There's there's Coke, there's Pepsi, there's yeah. there's sweats. I yeah. mean, like you can actually do that. It's just how what's your spin on yeah. that problem. Exactly. And how are you going to be able to tackle that problem differently from other yeah. people? Yeah, for sure. Now um you know, going back to the emotional journey of this process, yeah. um, you know, which is very real for everyone that is listening um, and anyone that's hopefully going to embark on that journey, understanding as well that, you know, you are a person, you are the lifeblood of this business. You know, hearing a no or hearing negative feedback, um, I guess kissing a, a few frogs yeah. before you, you have a prince or the, the saying goes. Yeah. What, what is that feeling like when you are in this, you know, vulnerable state of trying something new, you are, you know, essentially asking for money, et cetera, to, to get that knockback, but I guess that mental energy to, to persevere to the next person you ask. Are you, are you passionate about the problem? Yeah. If you're passionate about the problem, uh, you don't give two craps. Yeah. You just got to just go, okay, cool, that person doesn't get it. Yeah. That's fine. we got plenty of knockbacks. we got plenty of knockbacks and we'll discuss the VC stuff. Yeah. Um, we've got, I've got knockbacks from... I got knocked back from one because I had a spelling mistake in the yeah. in the sketch deck. Yeah. That's not the right person for us at the end of yeah. the day because I'm not a detail-oriented yeah. person. It's just not in my nature. It's, yeah. it's never – people have tried, by God, have they tried to yeah. get me back. But I got knocked back on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so they, and that cost 50 grand. Yeah. 
But you know, I believe in the thing, we end up yeah. getting it back in kind with others. Yeah. So if you lose 50 grand, that's probably a really good example. You lose 50 grand off of the seed round. Yeah. Because you spelled two things wrong on a yeah. pitch deck. Um, that person wasn't meant for you. Yeah. Um, don't sit there and obsess over, oh, we've lost 50 grand. Yeah. Are you in love with the process? Yeah. Move on, keep going. And it's yeah. hard because you're so passionate about it. And you've yeah. got so much. Um, I used the term the other day and so on. It's not sweat equity, mm-hmm. it's soul equity. Yeah. And because people say, oh, you got sweat equity. No, it's soul equity because you are literally pouring yeah. everything you can into this. And if you're not willing to treat it like an 18 hour day, yeah. then just don't bother. Yeah. No, that's that's really good insight, Ash. I think that, you know, that's like anything in life, you've, you've got to be resilient and understand that. You know, there are people out there that believe in what you believe yep. um, and you just got to find those people. And it might take 10 conversations, it might take 100 conversations. You've got to keep that resilience in order to have those. Canva got knocked back by over 100 BCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all you need to, to know. Airbnb, like, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've been knocked back by hundreds of VCs and now the founder of Canva's calling out the VCs now after he's got a lot of money. Good yeah. But, you know, I mean, I agree, I agree, like, um, you, you're going to get knocked back. Yeah. You're not going to bat 100. Yeah. So talking about your, your venture capital journey uh, here in Australia and also um, with international uh, VCs, um, you'd yeah, love to hear around, I guess, your mindset going in yep. to your venture capital, um, I guess, process to, yep. to look to raise that second uh, seed round, yep. uh, the journey there, uh, and then I guess a lot of the learnings that you've taken from there and we'll go from... Yeah. Um, my mindset initially, ah, yeah. oh, we've raised a hundred grand. This is going to be a piece of piss. Yeah. Got a good pitch deck. We can, yeah. uh, oh, better term, we'll shit this in. We'll get the yeah. money around. Yeah. And it was crickets. <laughs> and then you sit there and go, oh, holy crap. Yeah. Um, but then we met with VCs and, and, and we met with, I think, half a dozen. And, and the good thing about it was the feedback that we got was excellent. Mm-hmm. The feedback we got was, if you thought about this, if you thought about becoming a product leader, if you thought about the metrics, yeah. thought, and it's like, holy crap, these guys are like next level thinkers. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and a lot of them, to be fair, wanted to actually say, oh, get the product. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a product, by the way. So we're, mm-hmm. we're doing this off a of pitch deck. Yeah. We've got a few board, we've got people on our board and, and some really, you know, high-level advisors. Um, and it was, a, it was an exercise in... Humility and how to pivot mm-hmm. would be the best way to yeah. put it. Not too early, but we shot our shot. Yeah. Um, and that, by the way, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Shoot shot. Yeah. Because um, you're not going to sit there and um, die wondering. Yeah. I've said it a thousand times. People who are inside of Pira, we don't like ambition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we just got to keep having a crack. But yeah, it was interesting. It was really, it was actually really good. Um, some were, ex- it were really excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the, so what was square peg mm-hmm. got um Jeffro was fantastic. Yeah. He was absolutely brilliant. He yeah, he really thought through the problem. Some were probably a bit more like transactional, and I yeah. understand that too. Of course. Um, but the difference was that I found that the VCs didn't identify with the problem mm-hmm. as much because okay. um it just probably wasn't they weren't in it. Yeah. And they didn't have the actual platform to look at, and there was no metrics there. So I understand that. So if I'm looking at this is what we're talking about with two sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, I look at it from my side, go, well, what would you invest? Mm-hmm. And then you and then you get this bang cracking, like, oh, that's why you wouldn't invest. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so you sit there and go, oh, we've actually got to get a product going. Yeah. We've actually got to get some metrics, we're going to get some people thing up. So then we pivoted really quickly. Yeah. And went, all right, how do we get sort of high-level investors? Mm-hmm. 
And once we did that, it unlocked really quickly. And that's, yeah. where, that's where we raised a bulk of the 670 Yeah, um, pretty quickly. We got a couple of really, really good investors that, that wanted to um, put significant money in mm-hmm. and they could see the, the, how we could fix the, fix the problem. Yeah. And, you know, I was pretty, you know, fortunate enough to be privy to um, majority of those venture capital conversations and I think that, you know, the mindset that you did go in with initially, and I, it, but the first few was probably more, okay, you know, this is a, a business meeting, it's, you know, almost like a selling meeting, et cetera. And then as over time, we understood that taking it really as a, as a learning opportunity, yeah. um, you know, VCs are a wonderful resource in your early days, even if they don't, you know, supply you with, um, you know, capital at the beginning, they sit across multiple businesses um, per day, per annum, per year, and they see what has actually made better success metrics. Yeah. Um, so asking, I guess, the right questions, doing your homework before you actually sit down with them. Every single VC has a different mandate. Yeah. Some are interested in different sectors. Some are different by, you know, product-led um, companies, yeah. SaaS platforms, et cetera. So really taking the opportunity as VC is a great way to actually learn a lot more about yourself and yeah. your product um, in those early days? Well, I looked at it as a marketing exercise. Yeah. I looked at it and went, well, this is our way of, of, of um, flying the flag and say, hey, we're, we're, we're here, we're in Piro, we're going yeah. to do, do some stuff. Um, yeah, we got great feedback from pretty much uh, – we actually got really good feedback. It was actually really um, interesting, just a different point of view because you think you're doing everything right. You yeah. think, oh, yeah, well, we're, we're killing it. Right? Yeah. And like if you thought about this, you thought about this, like, holy crap, no, mm-hmm. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. I need to uh, I need to change, I need to pivot on that one. And by the way, some of the suggestions they had, we did, I went, no, no, we don't need to pivot mm-hmm. because this, this is actually going against our values and the fundamental, yeah. um, uh, the fundamental whole thing that holds the whole platform together. <laughs> but then there's other ones where you sit there and go, oh, yeah, no, no, that actually makes a lot of sense. Why yeah. are we? You know, why do we want sales reps on the road and doing yeah. you know, and that sort of stuff? So yeah. it was, yeah, it was definitely well, uh, uh, a worthwhile exercise for sure. Um, we still and the, talk to some of them yeah. now. So it's, I was going to say the, the VC, you know, avenue is still on the horizon because obviously they're looking for once you, you know, got into market a bit more traction, etc. So you know, a bit of insight to those that are listening as well is, you know, what is your process at the moment in, in keeping them. You know, involved and engaged in what you are building along. Building, building. This is one thing that I've done. I've actually got a bit better, at, a lot yeah. better at this. Actually, is build an investor um, newsletter. Okay, hundred percent. Yeah, keep them keep them across what's going on. Okay, they don't have to sit there and and um, engage. Oh, top stuff. That yeah. sums up. Yeah, but keep them across what they're doing. They put money into it. Yeah, and then with some of the VCs that are interested. Mm-hmm. Put them in the investment update. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've done. I've, yeah. got, I've got Airtree or Scatala or whatever. Yeah. That are, that are All in this investor update. Yeah. Um, because passively, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about those guys. Yeah. And and they can um, by osmosis follow the journey. Yeah. Um, which is great, which is, you know, which is what you want. Yeah. Um, but that's a really important thing, having that investor update. Yeah. That was – that's – that's, uh, yeah, I think that's a powerful tool. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, going from that journey of VC and um, and then actually going back, as you said, to speaking to high net worth individuals as well, you pivoted your, um, I guess, investor pool that you're looking for um, yeah. after that process. And um, I know, but I'd love to talk a little bit further from, from the horse's mouth about, I guess, some of the people that you've, you've probably met 
over the journey of the last six to eight months and I guess the insight and the knowledge that they've been able to impart on you to help you through this process? Yeah, it's, it's how you get access to people that are just incredible, mm-hmm. um, incredible thinkers that have done it before mm-hmm. um, that are really sort of, you go, oh, Jesus, you know, and I didn't think about that. And then, yeah. and one of the things that I'll, I'll say is that we've, we've done quite well is we've been able to evo- uh, put together a sort of an advisory board okay. and have advisors around the, mm-hmm. the, the platform. And and, um, and by doing that, we've been able to bring in people that are actually want to be part of that. So is what we're talking about before, like you're bringing investors. Some of these investors actually want to get hands-on, but yeah. they don't want to get too hands-on because they've got, you know, real-world jobs, lies. families, <laughs> lives now. Yeah. But, but a couple of hours a month, mm-hmm. they can come in and actually have some sort yeah. of say in their investment yeah. but also offer their advice. <laughs> and you sit there and go, oh, yeah, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So once again, be curious and don't think you've got all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things I just want to compromise on, mm-hmm. like our values and, yeah. and that sort of stuff, because it's just uh, what we stand for and yeah. what we stand for. Um, but when it comes to actually the product and some of the ideas mm-hmm. and some of the, the ways to go about it, leverage off the, those networks yeah. and yeah. leverage off the people that are um, that are the high networks and getting access to them. Honestly, it come from the first round. Yeah. In all honesty, once yeah. we sort of went to the to um, the second round yeah. and the seed round to turn around and say, you know, we're, we're looking to fundraise. Yeah. It actually accelerated pretty quickly because those people were privy yeah, and their friends were privy because they were talking about barbecues yeah. and the pub or yeah. Google meets because, you know, we couldn't do proper get-togethers. Yeah. And um, they'd be like, I'm on this Imperial thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually going well. It's going to launch next two months and then suddenly FOMO. Yeah. It's like, hey, I want to get out of this. Yeah. And one of the things that really helps with high net worth is at the moment you pick up the AFR or Herald Sun, another metal paper, but you pick up a paper and you sit there and, and have a read, then you'll see um, dovetails raise 100 million, this is raised 50 million. This is, that stuff has really broken the ice. Yeah. And the flow-on effect from the Atlesians, the mm-hmm. Canvas, the safety cultures, the yeah. culture amps of them breaking the ice yeah. and creating um, sort of that sort of mm-hmm. people want to get on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a train that they want to get on. You know, there's some some probably trains that won't go far. Mm-hmm. And there's some trains that are going to go yeah. across the nullable. But yeah, it's really broken the ice there. Yeah, well, I mean, I just you know reading this morning, I think there was a um, article from Cut Three Ventures that in 2021 more capital was raised for startups then between 2018 and yep. 2020 alone, um, which is super exciting, especially off the back of a, a pandemic that we thought there was going to be, you know, grave economic um, consequences. But from my point of view, what I see a big shift in is, let's just say the amateur angel investor has really come to fruition now that is willing to say give anywhere between, you know, 10 to 20 to 30 grand in order to help their friend. You know, they see these success stories that have happened here in Australia now. So one big thing that I see a lot of founders find difficult at the very beginning is believing in themselves enough to actually go and have conversations mm. with friends and families um, of you know, their own friends and family and, and people within their network. Yeah. I guess what advice would you have around, you know, having those conversations with them to really get off the ground early too, knowing um, that they are willing to invest now? Understand the, understand the person you're speaking to yeah. and know what is their Trigger point sounds wrong, but yeah. what, what what is going to engage that person? Yeah. Um, 
And also, too, understand that not everyone has the ability yeah. to just pull 10 grand out and say, hey, here's 10,000 yeah. bucks. Um, so no, but generally what will happen is someone knows someone that, that's, that's got, mm-hmm. someone has got some money. Because we've all got that money. Oh, you know, Bill, he's yeah. he made a ton of money out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He ought to give me an introduction to the Bill. Yeah. Bring that person along with it. Um, be really qualified in how you're doing it and don't don't embarrass the person uh, either. So yeah. on either side. So don't sit there and ask your mate 50 grand when you know they can barely yeah, of course. pay the electricity yeah. bill. But then on the other side too, don't embarrass them when they introduce you to that, that person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here's my mate Sam. Yeah. Come and um, he, he's got this great idea. Be prepared, yeah. do the work, understand, yeah. do a bit of research on that person, jump on LinkedIn, yeah. jump on their Facebook or Twitter, understand what makes that person yeah. tick and, un- and familiarise yourself with them. And by the way, by doing that, it actually shows a level of respect yeah. for the conversation for that yeah. person. So I'd rather someone come to me. If someone's in the room and me and say, oh, sorry, you know, you went to Benalla College in 1996, like, <laughs> this person started Teresa, they yeah, yeah, on LinkedIn and, and that yeah. sort of stuff. Like, all right, cool. taking a genuine, you know, approach to caring and understanding, which is great. Well, you're not taking. We talk about transactions, yeah, and it is a transactional mm-hmm. thing in some regards. But you don't want to be so transactional, like the Tinder swipes, yeah, and go, all right, next, next, yeah. next. And you touched on something before about you know what happens with no's. Mm. Don't if they say no now, mm. that doesn't mean it's a no. Later, there's actually yeah. a couple of investors that said, no, nah, at the start, yeah, it's at the pre seed, but have come into the seed round. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. don't don't get disheartened by that and don't sit there and go ostracize and be, oh, I'm not talking to that person, every yeah, day. screw them, yeah, because uh, that's yeah, burning any bridges. Oh, god, no. Now, one question, um, that you know is pretty exciting to ask, and I know a lot of founders that are listening in are embarking on this journey and being full time employed. Yep. Um, having a job and a career, having a family, yep. um, you know, an element of stability to thinking, shit, I'm now going to start this side hustle and know at some point there's going to be a transition element yep. and being able to take that stability and jump in the deep end. A couple of questions around this that, you know, I know a lot of people and there was a lot of questions around this to ask is how did you go through that transition period and yep. at what stage did you feel confident to take the leap? Um, and yeah, a bit around you know the anxiety that was riddled with it as well to, to be, be completely transparent. Um, I've never had a wife and a girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> but it would it'd be absolutely that that it just having it, um, it was made out to be it's hard to ride two horses with one ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the hard part is as well is you're naturally drawn to the thing that you're most passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing that you're most passionate about is not putting money in the bank and paying the bills. Yeah. So you've got to sort of really pull yourself back and mm-hmm. actually respect your workplace That's that cool. you currently yeah. – I was I was lucky and I was pretty open and honest with my workplace. Yeah. Um, and so I just had to work harder than I've ever worked before. Yeah. I just had to do the work. I just had to just roll the sleeve up mm-hmm. and just go, I'm going to I'm going to be the hardest worker in the room for the yeah. first time in my life. Um, but I had to be because yeah. I because I, I didn't want to give them any uh, my business deals. And I was a general manager at that point, so yeah. it wasn't like it was, it was an easy role. Yeah. Um, I had to make sure that I was giving them the respect mm-hmm. that they deserved, but then outside of that, doing the work. And meeting after hours, meeting on weekends, um, meeting people at lunchtime, mm-hmm. coffee chats, that type of stuff. 
So it's very, very hard and it is very, um, uh, it, it is an anxious timing in life yeah. because you're investing a lot into yourself, yourself yeah. and to this idea. Yeah. But you don't know if it's going to actually generate anything. Mm-hmm. So it is risky. It's a huge, huge yeah. risky venture. Um, yeah. And it might not go anywhere. Yeah. And that's a risk. But just to flip that as well, I mean, you know, that moment when you were able to actually have the stability and the minds to say, great, I'm actually going to be doing my own thing now, running my own. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, run us through the emotion of that and that feeling of, I guess, self-fulfilling purpose of going on your own journey. I've always wanted to work for myself. I'm a horrible employer. Yeah. Just horrible. (laughs) Anyone has worked because I I question things. I I want to do things differently. I'm a disruptor. Yeah. um, I was successful in my roles, Mm -hmm. but I was a horrible employer. Um, Because I wanted to be, I wanted to sit in the driver's seat. Yeah. Um, and there was a lack of patience in that. So when I finally got the opportunity to do my own thing, it's like, okay, Ash, yeah. you've sat there and criticised and questioned things for 15, 20 years. Yeah. Now's the time to, to basically put up or shut up. Yeah. And you can go two ways with that. You can actually go, oh, Jesus, or you just, the, what's the old saying, the, the, man, the moment makes the man effectively. Yeah. Um, and I haven't done, you know, I've done it for three, four months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we haven't even launched yet. Yeah. So in some regards, it's been easier. Yeah. Um, because of, of sort of working mm-hmm. towards the development. Yeah. Ask me in twelve months' time when potentially got you know ten employees. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Dealing with the uh, dealing with the day to day running of the, the yeah. business is going to be running over a couple of continents. Yeah. Um, I probably have a completely different answer. Yeah. But right now, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's awesome. It's great to work with purpose. You yeah. wake up and you're... Do you you're feel like you're working? No. No, <laughs> you, you really don't. Yeah. And, and almost, there's almost a little bit of a guilt there. Yeah. There's almost a little bit of, I don't get paid to, <laughs> to do this that yeah. I actually love. And, um, but it's good to do something that that makes you smile mm-hmm. and it gives you energy. Mm-hmm. So you've got to, you've just got to, you've just got to keep that energy rolling and yeah. just remember what it is. I said it to my wife the other day. I said, my worst day, if I've had a bad day here, which I haven't, yeah. it'd be my best day elsewhere. Okay. That's a, yeah, that's a great way to put it. So yeah. you've just got to look at, you've got to have that real sort of perspective. Yeah. Because everyone um, everyone wants to work for, like, realistically, like, you've got, uh, you know, Bill Jones that works in a factory. Yeah. He, he he wants to work for himself. Mm-hmm. Like, or everyone wants to be their own boss. It's yeah. a dream. Um, yeah. I don't look at it on my own boss because yeah. I'm not because I'm, I report to my investors and my yeah. shareholders. I'm actually a caretaker of yeah. business. I'm just, that's my role is to make sure that the business rolls yeah. and rolls on and it's profitable yeah. and it's and it's put in a position to succeed. So yeah. that's a whole different set of pressure. Yeah. You know, especially when you, you're dealing with people's life savings. Yeah. Um, and you've got to respect that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other side of it too. Respect. When someone gives you a check, where it's a dollar yeah. or it's a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, respect the fact that that person has saved, and regardless of what their net worth is or yeah. whatever, that person is entrusting yeah. you mm-hmm. to look after their money, yeah. invest that money. Yeah. Um, so don't go out and buy ping pong tables yeah, yeah. and arcade machines and, and two thousand dollar coffee machines. Yeah. Sit there and think about it as, as it's your money. Yeah. And if you put that money in, would you waste it on that? Yeah. That's great advice. Now, Ash, with as well, um, providing some, you know, really good, you know, tips and understanding through this process. One thing that we were speaking earlier on was around branding. Oh, yeah. um, and I guess, you know, 
as yourself as a personal brand and as well as a business? You know, I guess what level of importance and, and how has that played throughout the journey as well? Uh, personal brand, <laughs> I still don't get better in that yeah. one. Um, I'm still an idiot from Aubrey in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but obviously some people invest, people invested in me, so, you know, as yeah. well. just be authentic. You know, yeah. Just don't, don't try to be something you're not. Yeah. It's, it's the, um, try to keep yourself keep your nose reasonably clean and mm-hmm. try to, in all as in Bruce, who's my mentor, basically, you, said, yeah. you, know, you just treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah. Um, same thing in life, just treat people how you want to be treated. And trust me, I was a shithead at one point. Yeah. And I was all the pain in the ass to work with, pain mm-hmm. in the ass to be around. But I think you just grow up and you yeah. just turn around and go, well, actually, it's not, it's not causing yeah. it yourself. So well, why don't you turn yourself around now regardless yeah. and you, you just invest in yourself? Well, the, the biggest thing that I really take out of that, Ash, and I know, I know you as well, you know, is that, you know, people think, oh, I have to be the the, the Zuckerbergs of the world. Oh, I've gone man. to, you know, Stanford in college and sat there and, and that's how I want to build my tech company. Whereas we have this wonderful, I guess, awakening of the entrepreneur environment here in Australia where anyone that you know, has the ability to, you know, be transparent, honest, be passionate, mm. believe in their problem, has the ability now to start their own business and at least give it a crap. But be authentic. Yeah. Like, keep using the authentic thing. And, like, at the end of the day, and uh, I said this to you before we started, all we've done mm. is raise money to start development. Yeah. We don't have a product out there just yet. We, yeah. In a couple of months, definitely. Um, we've got a really strong plan, mm. strong team, all this sort of yeah. stuff. And it still freaks me out sometimes people look at themselves. Yeah. Oh, geez, you've been successful getting to that point. Yeah. And, and I was talking to someone the other day and I said, everyone's always like aspiring to be someone else. Mm-hmm. And we're never actually happy with who we're at. So um, for me, it's like, all right, cool. It's great that people are looking at, you know, people, yeah. you know, X amount of people want to watch this yeah. to see how we got to this. Mm-hmm. But you know, I want to get to the next stage. Yeah. So I'm constantly looking forward. But regarding the branding, so that's yeah. so be humble about the whole damn thing. Yeah. Like I still, my head still spins that people actually want to listen to me talk yeah. about this crap. But, um, but regarding branding, the business branding, yeah. Um, that's super important. That was one thing I did learn in my previous role at Taxi Box. Yeah. They, they've got an extraordinary brand. Mm-hmm. They really do. It's just, it's fantastic. And Ben has spent, the founder there, has spent years maintaining and being militant mm-hmm. about his brand. And I really, yeah. really took that in. I was like, yeah, this guy gets it in that regard. So branding, um, identify your brand early days and what you are, what you stand for. Yeah. And don't compromise on it. And mm-hmm. the same with your, your branding, like your logos yeah. and that type. So invest in that, you know, yeah. obviously, because uh, and that's a small little detail. We got feedback from mm-hmm. a particular VC that actually said, okay. you, you're, you're, um, you've got this great attention to detail, no, not me, but, but the business the brand, itself yeah. has a great attention to detail, design and that type of mm-hmm. stuff. So you want to make sure that you, you, you feel you're not writing stuff on, you know, with Comic Sans. Yeah. On a word document yeah. saying we has money. Yeah. Um, you you want to really focus on getting yeah. that brain right. So spend the time yeah. getting that right. Yeah, Use great. the same colours, same fonts. Yeah. Just continue to reiterate that brand. And before we go on to some questions that I've seen light up, which is great. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask is, you know, you've raised this, you know, um, pre-seed seed round um, before the MVP gets yeah. launched. From a I guess from an investment point of view, you know, what are the metrics that you want to get to and achieve? And I guess what does that look like for you to then grow at further scale now that you've got to this stage? What's that next year? Um, I'll straight up. We want yeah. to launch by the middle of the year. Yeah. Um, we're going to offer a significant freemium version as well as a very uh, incredibly valued um, pro version. Yeah. Um, 
which will release in, in due course, mm-hmm. um, which I think is going to help a lot of businesses. Um, for that, you know, we, we want to get to, and I'm straight up and yeah. say I'm bonkers, but whatever people said, I'm bonkers. <laughs> I, I want to get to 50K MRR by the end of the year. Yeah, wonderful. And yeah. people say, oh, you're only 50 going. I want to get to 50K yeah. MRR. And I'd love for the business to, to have a, a sort of a 20 to $30 million valuation within 12 yeah. months. Yeah. And people said, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. If you don't aim high, yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna achieve it. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's let's do it. So yeah. we're trying to put everything we possibly can to yeah. to to get that. We've built um you're seeing the product, mm-hmm. it's actually extraordinarily the, the partners that we've actually got to develop it. Yeah. Incredible. Um we've got really strong go-to-market strategies, we're gonna have yeah. aggressive pricing, we're gonna be very, very yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great. You know, you've obviously got these key metrics that you know that you want to hit in order to help hit those goals that you yeah. know can secure later on funding, but bring it right back to just focusing every day on that problem and the product and everything oh, around that and yeah. talking to the customers as well. Now, this is one thing we didn't mention earlier as well, but it really helped um, in your ability to raise funding too was actually getting that um, EAP in a group of Oh, yeah, oh, well. definitely. Yeah, the yeah. early adopters program was a terrific idea. Um, yeah. Uh, Rod, who's our chairman of the advisory board, yeah. came up with us, me and him sitting at the Maori chief in Port yeah. Melbourne, yeah. Uh, had a beer and a palmer and sat there and, and we're like, well, how do we get companies on board? Yeah. And so we got like 50-odd companies ready to go from day yeah. one to the other soft launch. Yeah. Um, and the great thing about that is we can actually sit there and yeah. part of that, we can sit there and watch them use it and yeah. understand how they use it. Yeah. Um, so for those, yeah, for listening as well, so Ash created an early adoption, adopters program. Um, so whilst the product uh, was, you know, its early stage had actually been built, approached companies and thought, you know, would you guys like to actually sign on to be early access to this? And, and for free. For free. Yeah. Um, so, you know, getting that buy-in uh, from potential customer and businesses actually also provided, I guess, investors uh, with confidence, yeah. In order for them to see that you know, once this goes live, that we're actually going to have people that you know do want to pay and use the platform. It's an identifiable problem. Yeah. At the end of the day, we've all sat in a room and gone, "Geez, it'd be good for our strategy. It'd be good if we knew what was going on." Yeah. And there's always there's always the you walk through any business and and you listen to people go, you know, why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. And when and if they don't know why they're doing what they're doing, how do you expect them to execute it? Yeah. So, gee, Sam, we've got some questions. Yeah. Like questions that they just can't no, tell all, me to shut up. No, they're all, someone loved, yeah, they love the basketball reference. Um, I'll just pick a few here. Um, yeah, what, what did you, what did, yeah, this is a good question. Uh, thank you, Arun. But what did you spend too much time on in the beginning? Oh, um, Oh, that's a real good one. Uh, pricing. Okay. We've only just landed on the pricing properly now. Yeah. I, I, actually, a couple of things. I wasted a lot of time doing pricing modelling and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and, and P&Ls. And, you, you can't do P&Ls at, this, yeah. at, at like, proceed range. You, you're basically with high-level numbers. You've got 100 grand, you go, I've got 40 grand for this, 50 grand for that, yeah. 20 grand for this. You guess and I've got no money. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried to be too sophisticated mm-hmm. initially um, where... Yeah, it just, yeah, and to be actually, to be fair, one of the things we spend a lot of time on, which I'm still sort of working on now, is um, getting the shares correct mm-hmm. and various things like that. That wasn't a waste of time, but I wish yeah. I spent more time on that one. Yeah, um, and so that's a great question. There is, you know, how did you plan your cap table before going to investors? And I guess working out, you know, the valuation in order to do so. And I so, know that was a bit of 
trial and error. Yeah, the market dictates the valuation. Yeah. Look, most pre-seed is honestly around a million bucks. Yeah. That's the that's the rule of thumb. That's basically everyone sort of went, yeah, right, 10 grand for 1%, that makes sense. Um, understanding the cap table is super important. Understand dilution, understand mm -hmm. the effects of dilution, understand an ESOP. Um, yeah. There's, there's plenty of resources on Law Path Cake um, that, that just jump on YouTube and just yeah. solve it and that sort of stuff. It will help you out massively. Um, that's a super – the cap table, try not to – like being a solo founder, so I looked at – my life, the way I looked at it was I could have 100% of nothing mm -hmm. or I could have a smaller chunk. I'm not saying like yeah. 5%, but I'm saying like, you know, 30 40 50% range mm -hmm. by the time I've done all rounds of a lot yeah so i went well that's the key and then by doing that too what you're doing is creating ownership with the people that are investing and that's really really important it's just being a solo founder you want to create ownership mm -hmm. from the people that are actually investing this yeah day. yeah we're a part of it i've got one one of my mates who he reads me once a week hey what's going on with yeah we and he he's he part it. of it he's owning it yeah and he loves it he tells people that, about what he's doing mm -hmm. so you want to create that sort of buzz and that yeah. sort of um, uh, buying that's yeah. greater than dollars. So you use your cap table for good, not evil. Yeah. Um, but don't don't um, be stingy. Um, use it. Weaponize your equity. Yeah. That's probably the best way of putting it. That's great advice. Um, uh, I've got a couple more questions before we wrap it up. Yeah. I've got one here from Nabil. Good to see you, Nabil. I hope you're well. Uh, his question is, do you have um, a team or co-founder when you started raising? Um, or do you think this is a core requirement of investors? Um, no, it's actually a funny one this way because I've seen people bring on co-founders like really late in the piece. Yeah. And I've never actually got it. Um, I think but everyone's thing is different, right? Mm -hmm. So like Canva brought on a co-founder pretty late in their piece yeah. with Cameron Adams. Um, but that, that helped transform the business from what it was mm -hmm. to what it is now. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I really... I really think it depends on your situation. It depends on your situation, your skill set, the type of investors you got. What I did instead is I decided early on I wanted to create a board. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I want to create a board of directors, someone that can hold me accountable mm -hmm. as a founder. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other part of it too. Like people are trusting your money. So create some mechanisms, some governance around that. So mm -hmm. to make sure that they're not paying you $100,000 and you end up on a current affair two years later. Yeah. You know, a tech startup, love yeah. cheap. That's, <laughs> you got like, the people at current affair knocking yeah. on the door. So because when you get that money, yeah. you sit there and go, oh, this is sick. Yeah. It's it's not your money. It's yeah. the business money. Um, so, yeah, I, to be, honestly, to be honest, honestly, I, I, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Um, it's going to come down to your situation. But, yeah. I mean, for me, it worked really well to get directors and I, I feel that that's co-founding uh, co by um, committee. Yeah. Um, well, got your, this is a nice one from Michael. What was the best thing you learned from Sam or the team at Hyper? <laughs> uh, be positive. Um <laughs> Oh, no, um, details matter. Um, Sasha did some extraordinary pitch deck work with yeah. me where um, he still apologises for how brutal he was. <laughs> and, and But in saying that, that's great. Mm. Um, going back a step, if you're not willing to take on criticism mm -hmm. and you're just going to get your guard up and go, yeah. oh, stuff that I don't know what they're talking about, um, don't do this. Yeah. Pull out, go back and work for someone else. Yeah. Um, you're going to get hot flaming arrows thrown at you mm -hmm. at every step. Um, so if you don't have the resilience or the maturity to handle that, 
yeah. don't bother. Yeah. So and and you've I, got to learn. Yeah, and I guess you know from our point of view, working with Ash as well as you know, it's a we're all we're a team together. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, we we all succeed. You know, if if one of us succeeds in that way, so yeah. both are going to take the advice, work together, and 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 every unit, every startup has its unique challenges. Yeah. Um, there's no textbook to say and do this, do that's going to work. So a lot of trial and error along the way. And, and to be fair, I know I've said this to people offline as well as I've reached out. Yeah. If hyper, if I didn't do the hyper thing, this is not a hyper. A fluff piece. Yeah. If I didn't do the hyper thing, I wouldn't be where I'm at today because of the actual being able to sort of um, straighten the idea up and actually get it onto a train track rather than sort of having it derail. I, I wouldn't be doing. I wouldn't be at this stage. Yeah, and I still don't consider successful. Don't yeah. consider this. Or this is a step on the path. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be at this step right now. Yeah, no, wonderful. Ash, thank you so much um, for your time to catch up today, mate. That's uh, all right. It's a pleasure working with you. Uh, yeah. Thank you to everyone as well who's you know come on board and been really engaging from an audience point of view. Um, you know, I'm sure Ash will love this, but if you do have any questions, just feel free to ping him a message on LinkedIn yeah. or, or reach out. Um, yeah. Like Impira on, uh, on um, follow Impira on LinkedIn. And, yeah. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm on there. It's, it's pretty easy to find me, Ash Brown. So, yeah, yeah I don't ask a question. Okay. Awesome. And, yeah, same as myself on, on LinkedIn as well. Always good to um, catch up, mate. And All right, Sam. Best in the journey. No worries. Thanks for listening to another episode of How to Start a Startup, brought to you by Hyper. Do you have a product or business idea but don't know where to start? Visit us at hyperhq.com and book a free confidential session with a Hyper business mentor to discuss your idea and how to make it a reality. We'd love to talk. And that's all for this week. See you next time.